0: And welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's Epiphany. Mm. Merry Christmas. Yes.
1: Woo. Woo. Hey, everybody. Glad you're here. The readings can be found at the USCCB website, The Epiphany of the Lord.
2: Our first reading comes from... Book of Isaiah, chapter 60. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. Our responsorial song comes from Psalm 72.
0: Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you.
3: And our second reading comes from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in the other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel.
1: Our gospel is from the gospel of Matthew chapter 2. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him bring me word that i too may go and do him homage after their audience with the king they set out and behold the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was they were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house they saw the child with mary his mother they prostrated themselves and did him homage then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh and having been warned in a dream not to return to herod they departed for their country by another way
0: so we invite you to uh, pause here and take a minute to look over the readings uh and join us again once you do that as we reflect on some of the things that stood out to us and share with um whoever you may be enjoying this podcast with, some of the things that stand out to you, or to personally reflect on those,
2: and do the same. So one thing I love about just all of the readings in the Advent and Christmas season. Um, it's just there's so many prophecies that they, uh, the Church in her wisdom puts together uh, from Isaiah or Malachi or some other places that they show the prophecy or sort of the, the image that's given usually in Isaiah, and then the spot where it happens in a more concrete way in the gospel. Um, so we look at the beginning of the first reading. Your light has come. Um, your sons shall come from afar. Nations shall walk by your light. Um, all of that. And then we also see in the gospel that people, uh, the Magi, who by most accounts are, are not Jews. They are not uh, necessarily even believers in the same God and yet they're probably from either Persia or Saudi Arabia or something um, and they're noticing the incredible person of Jesus from a total, from a distance like that. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing the, the ways that those words of Isaiah kind of come to life in the gospel in that way um, and, I, and, and you know it happens throughout the last couple of weeks and the next weeks coming up um, which I think is just really cool
0: You know, I'm gonna pigtail off of that. Pigtail? Piggyback? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) piggyback off of that. Um, Just because uh, what was really standing out to me with all of these readings was Paul's letter uh, to the people of Ephesus that it was not made known to people in other generations, but it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body co-partners in the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel the magi were not Jews and yet they came to to worship this king this you know what does it say that they came to um, they were looking for the star's appearance uh, to to show reverence to the newborn king of the Jews and yet, I wonder if once they did that, if they recognized who it really was. Like Paul says, like this is this was never revealed to previous generations, but is revealed to us now. That what happened? It's always kind of a guessing game with some of the characters in the Bible. It's like what happened after that encounter with Jesus Christ? Right. Like when he heals the leper, he heals the, the paralytic, and he says, "Get up and walk, and sin no more." Like what happened next? Like what what happened after the Magi witnessed? who it really was that they were bringing these gifts to. It wasn't just, I mean, they came prepared with gifts. It's not like they picked them up on the way, then it stopped at, like, Walmart and, like, oh, man, I got, where's the dollar been? Um, You know, it's, like, no, like, they came prepared to find the king of the Jews, which is why what they brought was so significant. But I wonder if once they gave those things and understood who it was they were giving them to, what was the conversation on the way back home? You know, and, and then looking at what Paul says, like Gentiles are co-heirs and co-partners in the same body of Jesus Christ. If those Magi were like, we witnessed the miracle of the birth of the Messiah. It's not just that he's the king of the Jews, he's the king of the universe. That totally changes the conversation on the trip back home. So.
1: I think they absolutely knew that um, he was the king, just like you said, by the gifts that they brought with them which were um, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, specifically things that were used um, for kings and like in their anointing. Um, but interesting that even those that weren't Jews um, honored the king, um, Jesus as king of the Jews. And um, But I think what stands out to me even more is their attentiveness in, in what they did and that they were, um, just very um in tune um knowing that they weren't supposed to go back the same way um
0: that's where they were called wise men <laughs> they, knew, they knew better
1: <laughs> they knew better um but how in tune are we um and aware of, of what's going on that we can can make that that decision to to do otherwise from what we had originally planned um and they could have been like so caught up in the moment of what they had just experienced um, and having like you were saying the conversation that was had on, on the way home um, of oh my gosh what did we just experience um, but but they were aware um, that they need not stick with their original plan
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i
2: think that also goes back to sorry the, the um with just what you were asking paul like what what happens after? Like, what's the rest of the story? Um, and just, like, I love that line. They departed for their country by a different way. Um, like, we don't know exactly what happened with them, if they eventually became Christians at some point, or, you know, who, who knows? But, like, they were changed, very obviously, because of this. And I'm, I just love the way that it's it says it that way. Like, Mother Teresa, um, I believe her quote was something along the lines of, um, let no one... Or um, maybe that no one ever meets you and goes away um, unhappy or something Without like that. So, leaving without happier. Without yep. yeah. It's like that's very much Jesus but in an even more profound way of like no one leaves an encounter with Jesus if they're really a tenant like you said, Chelsea, of without being different. Like something has changed in them. Something has changed in, you know, not just the way that they departed for their country but um, like that's just a perfect way to say like something is different now even if we can't totally pinpoint what it is or it's not totally a finished story yet um, I think that's really cool yeah.
3: yeah it makes me think of you know I mean we go through like different cycles throughout the year and we go through advent every year and we go through mass every weekend or every day if you can and you know you know we're supposed to leave completely change or in some ways we might think we do but it kind of I mean it makes me at least look at like inward at myself, too, and being like, okay, am I actually going into Mass with the intention of leaving differently or just assuming, you know, okay, I'll be back next week kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So same goes with Advent, too. You know, this comes around every year and we do the same thing, but it's not supposed to be, uh, what's the word, repetitive in a sense. while it is. It's not necessarily what should be happening in your soul.
2: I remember talking to um, Father Tom, over Prince of Peace, a couple of years back, and uh, I was in the seminary at the time, and I just had a random question about, like, uh, preaching, because he's had been he been a priest for a long time now, and I asked him, you know, do you ever, do you, like, keep your sermons on file and, like, go back and once you've been, you know, every three years or so, it, it all, you know, the readings start over again. Uh, like you are saying, it's, you know, it's repetitive in that way. He said, well, sometimes, if there's something really profound that i happened to say or you know whatever but he said really it's more that I'm a different person by the time they come back around um and so I'll say something different I'll have a different reflection I'll have a different point of view on something um and I think that just like you're saying there's that openness to being changed like when you when the magi show up and there's Jesus like they were willing to listen to whatever happened next to the dream that they had to who Jesus was and then yeah, be changed. And I think that's a great way to put it. It's like am I willing to be changed by this encounter.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's interesting to think about, you know, for however long you've been Catholic, right? So I've been Catholic for eighteen years now, seventeen years now. I've heard all of these readings five or six times at least. You know, or done Bible reflections on them. I've been here at All Saints for seven years. This is the second third time that i've done a bible study on these same readings but every time there's something a little different that stands out you know i think i could probably look back and be like you know the the imagery of light and darkness uh in isaiah rise up in splendor jerusalem your light has come the glory of the lord shines upon you Um, that was probably something that stood out to me a lot more five six years ago when we were in the middle of planning a diocesan conference that was about light coming into the world. Um, whereas this, it's it's the understanding that all people are called to the body of Christ. doesn't matter if they were Jews or Gentiles. And probably a lot of that comes from the fact that like, the whole way we've done ministry for the last nine months is to audiences... Through social media, that or through a podcast, through a video reflection, whatever it is, and so we're seeing people who have never walked into the, the church before that are responding to the ministry that we're providing. Um, that it's so it, it stands out that way, you know. And so it is like every three years, it does change. Right, Adventism. We're we're called to change in seasons of Advent and Lent. But sometimes we don't even recognize that the change that is actually happening in us is something that God is constantly doing uh, because of the way we we read these, because we go through the three-year cycle, the church with its divinity in planning things that way. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed uh, some of these reflections. Uh, We would love to hear from you guys and, and anything that... Uh, You get, in terms of insight to these, you can always reach out to us uh, through email. Uh, You can find any of our emails uh, in the staff section of the website at www.allsaintsdallas.org or uh, give us a call at 972-661-9282 and ask for the family, youth, and young adult offices. But, yeah, we'd love your feedback and to hear from you. And we wish you all a very Merry Christmas still and a Happy New Year and Epiphany. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. We're getting there. We're getting there. (laughs)